Well, hey, welcome back to Walking Points. And this is session three as we explore uh, what God has for us. And last week we were talking about career versus calling and really how God has some agenda that we it benefits us to press into understanding um, what he has for us and his design for our life. So if you want to know more about that or follow up on the first and second session, go to DaleTedder.com, and uh, you'll see those podcasts lift, listed in the archives, and uh, you'll be able to find more about that. Dale, how are you doing? Uh, <laughs> it's Monday, and I'm it here. It is Monday, and we are all here together, and we're excited to have a special guest with us today, Corey Dawson, who is a local business owner, and he's going to be talking a little bit about what it means to have a career and for his faith to have a big impact on that. So, Dale, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, we're going to be continuing our conversation on the difference between a calling and a career. And last time we spoke a little bit about a calling is our purpose, and it transcends circumstances and seasons of life. Um, We were talking about the fact that a guy very often will identify himself in terms of his job, where that's he derives his purpose and meaning and identity from that. And our, what we were talking about last time is God wants more than that. He wants us to see whatever we're doing to be uh, part of his calling in our lives. And one of the things that I mentioned last week was uh, Martin Luther supposedly said that a cobbler who cobbles shoes to the glory of God is doing a work that's just as sacred as a pastor or a preacher who gets up on Sunday morning and preaches the gospel, because that's his call. So one of the last things, Ian, that you and I talked about last week was the idea that you don't have to sell everything you own and become a missionary or become a pastor and go off to seminary to be fulfilling God's call in your life. The idea is, what are those gifts that you have? Uh, What is that calling that that leading of God's Spirit uh, as you sort of tap into how He has uh, gifted you. What are the things in your life that you feel drawn to? Those are ways that we can sort of pick up on God's call in our life. So we spoke a little bit about that, and one of the things that we want to do with uh, Corey uh, this morning is just have him share a little bit about what he does, um, but how he understands that as part of God's call in his life and how he works ministry into that. One of the things I wanted to share before we start chatting with Corey uh, were two scriptures that I didn't get to last time that I thought were important for this conversation. And the idea is that our work really does matter to God. It's, it's not a result of our fall into sin. It's not um, punishment. <laughs> but it's, it really is something God wants us to do because we reflect his character, because God is a, a working God. If you think about creation, and God continues that work of creation and sustaining us and all that sort of thing. So two of the scriptures, we sort of we can maybe interact with these scriptures for a couple minutes, and then Corey will start really drilling you with the tough questions. Right. And if... Um, you could answer all the questions in the form of a question. Oh, absolutely. That would be great. I watch Jeopardy a lot. <laughs> well, the first scripture is, my children know this one because I've been drilling it into their hearts and minds since they were born, but it's 1 Corinthians 10.31, and this is where the Apostle Paul says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. 
Um, there was an article by John Piper, gosh, I don't know, five or ten years ago, and I can't remember all the details, and they're probably not very important, but the, the title was Drinking Orange Juice to the Glory of God. And the idea, it was, he was really sort of just tapping into that idea that whatever we're pursuing in life, it needs to be for God's glory, and that's part of what we, we've been talking about the last couple of weeks is you know, we need to live God-centered lives so that there's not this idea where God doesn't care about this, so it doesn't matter how I do it or it doesn't matter what I do, because he's really not that concerned. Instead, we want to make sure that if it's as simple as um, drinking orange juice, uh, we need to do it to God's glory. But more importantly, something, and Ian, you mentioned this last time, we spend most of our waking life at our jobs. Right. And so if, if we can't get on board with glorifying God there, then we need to probably reassess what we're doing. That's right. So that's the first scripture. The uh, second one is where I think we think more in terms of we work for Jesus. You know, he is ultimately our employer, maybe a crass way of putting that. But it's the uh, Colossians 3.17 that says, And whatever you do in word or deed... Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So again, the Apostle Paul, if you ever read his letters in the New Testament, he, he always covers his bases. Even if he names 5, 10, or 15 fruit of the Spirit or sin or any, whatever he might be listing off, he always follows by, and things like that. <laughs> He doesn't want anybody missing his point. And so in both of these, you know, eat or drink or whatever you do. In other words, there's no area that I'm not covering here. And then Colossians 3.17, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him. And so that would certainly include the workplace. And so one of the things we mentioned toward the end last week was it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, carry a Bible to the water cooler. It doesn't mean that you have to put a bumper sticker on your forehead that says John 3.16. Um, I suppose it could mean those things if you felt led to do that. Sounds but, effective. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. very... very it, works for t- it works for T-Buck. <laughs> very relational. Yeah, I suppose if you have a, uh, a national or international platform, then a little, um, right. a little blackout under the eye uh, wouldn't hurt. It can mean those things, but I don't believe Scripture says thou shalt, you know, do that sort of thing. Instead, it needs to permeate at a more natural level of who we are. And what I like about those Scriptures, it really hits us where we are. You know, the words that I speak, am I edifying people in the workplace or am I tearing them down? Mm -hmm. Uh, Am I glorifying God with them or am I living like someone who doesn't even believe in God? Uh, the thoughts that I think, is it being influenced by God and the things of God, or am I just doing my own thing? And my deeds, am I lifting up and encouraging others? Am I helping others out with my deeds, or am I totally self-absorbed and living for myself and living for the paycheck, whatever that may be? You know, you can see naturally how this could go in a thousand different directions, but that's sort of where we're headed. Um, in our conversation. So, Corey, we thought it'd be a great idea to invite you in to get your thoughts on what this looks like in your workplace. You know, you know, let's make a special announcement here. 
Corey said, make sure you let them know that he's not batting a thousand, which I can't believe. Um, I wish he had told us that before we invited him. (laughs) But, um, you know, Ian and I work on a church staff. So in theory, in theory, this is what it looks like, although in practice is another thing. But in theory, you know, we're trying to pursue this. But what about someone, you know, outside of the church? You know, what does that look like in your life? So, Corey, why don't you share with us a little bit about what you do, first of all, and then talk to us a little bit about ways you've tried to incorporate this, you know, into your work and and what that looks like. Well, we... Um, um, we have a uh, we have a cabinet shop here in town, and uh, my partner and I we have about fifteen to twenty people that uh, that we employ, and we we've recently um, worked on putting together core values, mission statements, and things like that, trying to build our uh, um, you know basically something we can you know point to what we are and who we are and, and what we believe in. And some of our core values are integrity, respect, um, service, teamwork, you know. Um, those stem from my partner and I being both Christians and believing that uh, God is in charge of our business. You know, it's not ours. Everything that we have has been given to us by him. And... You know, when we first started out, it wasn't necessarily that way. <clears throat> but when you deal with people and businesses and issues and things like that, all this stuff, the human element comes in and it really tests you and and you have to hopefully recognize that, you know, God needs to be the center of this thing or it's not going to work. And we have done that. We, he and I are both on the same page, and we're kind of at the starting end of this, you know, of making that declaration. I mean, I really shouldn't say starting because it's been probably two or three years, but right. it's amazing what you have to do to, you know, to keep the business running, you know, and to try and n- nail down some of the um, uh, cultural issues and things like that. Right. Have your employees sort of bought into this vision? Do they, I assume they know where y'all are coming from, but have you found them sort of owning that for themselves and incorporating it? They do for the most part. I mean, you know, we haven't really had the tough conversation, you know, the uncomfortable conversation, like when you go out witnessing, you know, it's not real comfortable for most people. So even though they know that where Dwayne and I are, um, you know, they haven't really... We haven't really pinned them down and, and had a you know a hard conversation. We know most of them are, are are on board, or they wouldn't still be there, right? You know, and most of our guys have been with us for uh, ten plus years, you know. So, um, but it, it's it's a challenge. Every day in business is a challenge, and if you don't have God at the center, and you know to draw from, just in life too, you know, if you don't have God. In you know, at the center of your life, um, you know, there's going to be challenges, and if you don't have that to draw off of, for you know, grace, for wisdom, 
um, you know, it, it, it makes life, business, marriage, all those things much more difficult. I think it's um, great that you've actually gone to the point and say these core values, one, we're going to really articulate them, and it's born out of our faith that the two of you as leaders of the company say, hey, this is what's important here. Do you find that uh, when you've done that, it sort of raises the bar for you? Like, wow, this is the culture that we're creating. Now we're going to have to really live into that. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's uh, <clears throat> Dale's seen it. We've got a, in our conference room, we've got a, our conference room's on the second floor, and it's got glass looking down to the first floor lobby. And we have these three big glass windows, and we've we've written them across the you know, across the wall, you know, and dry marker board, you know, and uh, it's right there for everybody to see. I mean, customers walking. I mean, we we did it initially for our guys coming in. We would we'll hold Monday morning uh, staff meetings, and you know, we put our goals up here on one side, our our missions and our and our and our core values, and and then we have our our raving fans, you know, which stem from all of that, you know. It looks great. I it. It's good to keep that before you and your your staff, but I think it's a it'd be an encouragement to be somebody wanting to do business with you and seeing that's what you're about. Last week, I had two different clients in this in in the conference room, and they were both on the wall, you know, and they both made a point to point it out, you know, and I'm by, it's behind me, and they're pointing it out, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, you know, it's you know, but it's been going on now for, you know, that wall's been done for probably a year, you know or close to it, but yeah, it does, it, it does raise the bar because it's right there in your face. You know, it's accountability. We've talked about that a lot, Dale, yeah. you know, as far as accountability partners. One of the things you have, um, a Bible study on Tuesday, Tuesday morning, Tuesday yeah. morning's a Bible study. And I know you've had it for a while. Yeah. About eight years. You know, that's certainly not something a lot of people do and maybe they don't have the ability to do. But how has that worked for you? I realize not everybody gets there when you have it and participates in it, but is that just a, I mean, I know it blesses you, the guys who participate in it, but is it also something where the men that work for you, they're aware, you know, this is what's going on Tuesday mornings? They are aware. You know, they know that it's going on every Tuesday morning. They're not directly involved. We have, um, I mean, there's other business owners, you know, that, that have been that come to it and uh so we probably should have one with with the guys you know um but some of that stuff you know from a comfort level kind of thing you know um they do know that it goes on and and they know that it that it's a factor and that you know i mean if you know it definitely shows them hey these guys are i mean you know consistency you know for eight years or whatever it's been Every Tuesday morning, you know, they're in there, up, you know, upstairs. And, you know, it, it, I think it matters, you know. I mean, it matters to me. It matters to the guys in the room. And, uh, you know, I, from what I understand, it matters to the guys in the shop. I'm not as diligent with communicating with the guys as much as I should, you know, in some th- areas, you right. know. And, uh, but that'll, that's coming. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, I appreciate you coming in and sharing a little bit. I know that um, it, it's a you know you and I've had a lot of conversations, so I know it's something that's continually on your heart and mind as you try to 
plod forward and think through what your faith is going to look like at work. And uh, because you're a business owner, you have perhaps some flexibility that other other men don't have, but I think uh, you're leveraging the influence you have in a positive way, and I know God will continue to reveal things to you to move you forward. That's a great point. And Dale, you've mentioned before the idea that, uh, well, all of us, and men in particular, can silo their lives and sort of have these compartmentalized uh, ways of looking at things, and work can be, you know, this is what I do for work, and uh, I have a certain way of doing that, and this is my home life, or this is my family life. And um, what I hear, what Corey's talking about is like there is, there is no difference there. God has this, this common understanding of like I've called you, and you as this person are going to live out a faithful life, whether we're leading a business and our family at home. And so it sort of does away with that myth of there being silos or trying to manage life that way, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And if I just think that's a vision that if we could grab as men, as Christian men, it would give us such integrity. You know, it would make us whole so that we're the same man pursuing godliness, whether we are in the workplace, whether at, we're at home, whether we're by ourselves in front of our computer when no one's looking, um, and to realize... One of the things the Puritans, who are some of my favorite people in Christian history, used to say is, we, we want to pursue holiness always before the face of God, because God always sees. Now, it's not out of terror that he's going to strike us with lightning, but it's we want, to, we want to honor him and glorify him, and all of life is lived before him. So, therefore, it, there is no compartmentalization of life. Uh, we try that, but, you know, practically speaking, that's just not the case. Well, thanks, Dale. Well, that wraps up this podcast, and thank you for joining us. And uh, thank you, Corey Dawson, for being our special guest this morning and talking about what it means to be a leader and to be faithful in the workplace and what it means to have a calling. So um, if you'd like to know more about this and some of the topics we've covered, of course, you can always go to daletedder.com. That's D-A-L-E-T-E-D-D-E-R.com. And right by the podcast are some links that are relevant to the topics that we cover. So we encourage you to do that. Again, we thank you for joining us for this episode of Walking Points, pressing into calling or career. And we look forward to being with you next week. 